Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hi, hi. Hello to all the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast fans. It's me back, the Dark Master, back again with another fantastic guest today talking about uh, his life in Taekwondo and some of his... um, uh, maybe highlights in Taekwondo, hopefully. Uh, we've got Mr. Tom Nicholson here. How are you doing? Yeah, very, very well. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, first of all. Okay, excellent. Well, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for uh, agreeing to, to come on and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about our, well, mind you, it's our favourite passion, so yeah, <laughs> martial, really martial arts in, in general. But, uh, yeah, no, I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure my uh, my listeners will get a lot out of it. So, as I always do, I'm just going to start with uh, my first question, which usually leads on to lots of other things. And um, I know that those of us that teach for a living, uh, this could go on for three weeks telling us about our martial arts journey and <laughs> some of the challenges. So, um, you know, there we go. But unfortunately, we haven't got three weeks. But tell us a little bit about your your martial arts journey, perhaps how it started, you know, where you've been and, you know, what you hope to do. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely make it three weeks. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is as it is for you. It's my passion, so yeah, yeah I, can, I can certainly talk about it all day. But um, yeah. so, sorry, what was the question? Where did we begin? Yeah, just just a little bit about. I, I think it's always interesting because, um, particularly those that that teach full time, you know, uh, talking about our sort of martial arts journey. My students always ask me, "Oh, you know, how did you start? Why did you start?" and things like that. And um, I, I think it's quite interesting to you know find out a little bit about where people have come from really yeah sure um probably not dissimilar to a lot of your listeners i would assume in the in the early early days um mm. i was really really fortunate or i am still really really fortunate to have really really supportive um a really supportive family unit so mm. i'm one of three boys um my eldest wasn't particularly interested in my, uh, my eldest the eldest uh, brother mm. was wasn't particularly interested in martial arts he was a footballer and went on to do well in football and, and triathlons and things so health and fitness was always around us my parents have both were and still are very active and, and fit and healthy which I'm very blessed sure. and pleased to say uh next oldest brother um he it's all his fault really um, <laughs> he, he found a martial arts club he played a bit of football as well but then found a martial arts club as a kid uh a taekwondo club which back in the day was a TAGB club um, uh, under the guidance of Mr. Then Mr. Now Master Bupinda Sahota um, up in Bedford. Um, he took the, actually, no, sorry. First of all, he trained under Cargin Moss and then but oh, okay. Grandmaster Sahota took the club over. Yeah. Um, and back in those days, the training was, obviously back in the old day, everything was better. They all tell yeah, us. Yeah, of course, better. of course. Everything was harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, when, when, when Grandmaster Sota took that club over, I still wasn't training at this point. Um, and the numbers did massively drop um, because the training was really, really old school, hardcore. Mm. And it wasn't for everybody. Um, my brother was one of, I think, six in the class at one point. Mm. Um, did really well, went on, won various titles and things. And I saw this happening and was like, I love it. Like, <laughs> I'm the youngest of three boys. So one one of my brothers is seven years older than me. The other one's five and a half years older than me. Um, so we were, you know, not in a really negative, bad way, but at home we were boys. We were fighting. We were yeah. playing fighting. All as that. they should be, as they should be. <laughs> in, yeah, indeed. So as the youngest sibling, obviously I had a lot to prove. Obviously I was at the age of sort of eight and nine, I was as strong as a 16-year-old and I could definitely be, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I really like, I'd been to see him a couple of times doing what he was doing. I'd seen him at competitions. I've been to a couple of other competitions. Um, 
and I, I just fell in love with it from there, really. Um, my parents wouldn't let me start until I'd swum. I can't remember if it was to a certain age or to a certain distance, mm. or maybe both. But um, I was 10 when I started, so mm. about 11 years ago. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just fell in love with it. Um, I was in a class with Master, Grandmaster Soto's son, who was a couple of years younger than I. Um, so we had a we had a good friendship growing up and a bit of a rivalry in, in, in some times and competitions and yeah. things. Um, and with him culminated for me, I was 17. We went over to the uh, Irish Open um, and I took what was my best ever competition. It was a big best overall competitive trophy, which I held in my hand on the play on the plane <laughs> back. Um, I won the sparring, won the special tech and caught the second in patterns. Um, and yeah, I just, from that moment, I then fell in love with competition, which took me on a slightly different path. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. and, and it's interesting because even within my schools now, uh, we, we separate the paths out. I, I, I hope quite well, we're, we're trying to improve it. Um, yeah. and so from there, I started my own school 1998, which was a big failure. There wasn't a lot of support in how to run a school or it wasn't particularly, well, you'll know from back in the 90s, it wasn't a yeah. professional activity then as it is now, really. No, no. Um, so I started a little club. It wasn't really covering the whole hire. Um, it was in down in Hemel Hempstead. Um, I closed it down. Six months later, um, a gentleman named Paul Palsic, who also trained underground Master Sota, who's a very oh, good yeah, friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Master Palsic now. He started a club in Hemel Hempstead. And I'm really proud of him, actually, to say that he took it from success to success. It wasn't the club I started. He started his own there, but it was in the same town, you know. And he still he still has that club today. I think one of his mm. instructors runs it now, and it's successful. So I had four years thinking about what I was going to do. 2022, I'd got a job, done, I had a couple of jobs. Um, some coincidences, if you like, certain different circumstances fell into place. Mm. And I was running my own business, and it went really really well um 2025 sorry 20, 2002 that was 2005 i was able in a position to sell that business and thought right i'm going to take six months off i'm just going to carry on with my one one night a week club that i started in 2002 that was going well mm. my wife at the time she's not anymore maybe this is why i said that the one her one wish was that i never taught martial arts full time <laughs> so two months later we had three clubs and as they say the rest is history the club was actually uh 20 years old last week oh wow yeah yeah cool um, cool and it's over that time is where the real journeys happened we've grown to 15 locations wow. one of which is a full-time academy um seven of which are licensed sites and the rest yeah, yeah. Are, are, are my own sites hmm. and then um we have just over 1,500 members, a team of over 20 instructors. Um, yeah. And the best part of that for me, if I'm honest, is that I stood up at school, grew the courage, stood up and in a careers thing and said, when I said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to teach martial arts. Yeah, That's yeah. all I want to do. And the, she said, oh, you're going to have to get a real job. And so they, everybody laughed. <laughs> he laughed. Sounds like my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I wish I could find this lady and thank her, to be honest, because she actually laughed and said, oh, how's that going to look? And I said, one day I'm going to have my own gym, lots of other classes around, team team of staff, a team of instructors, um, and I'm just going to spread my passion as far as I can. Yeah, and yeah. she went, okay, yeah, well, we've done this survey and actually we think you should join the Marines. <laughs> All right. um, so it is. I wish I had actually. It would have been a great thing to do. But yeah. Um, but yeah. It, since that day, it wasn't like I. I then consciously thought, "This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive towards this goal." It kind of evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's evolved out of trying to give others opportunity. So mm. it wasn't. Although I said did say that as a school kid when I actually had the club, I didn't. Didn't set out to create an instructor team and to I'd love yeah, to sure. do that and, and you know and open all these classes. I, I had somebody come to me and say, I, I you know I'm a black belt now, I'm a second degree, um, I'm covering some of your classes and doing mm. some teaching alongside you and helping out. I'd love to have my own club. That mm. guy was actually best man at my wedding um four years ago. Oh, wow. Um we're still in, you know, still very, mm. very good friends now, obviously. Mm. Um, and then he opened our first li license. 
school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason that happened was because a he wanted to his own club, and I said, well, I think it would be good to make this thing bigger, but keep us all together. But I don't want to be mm. like that guy that says, well, you can't do this, you can do that. Yeah. So how are we going to make this work? And the, and the license sites were born. So yeah, yeah. We created a structure around that, and and it, it's worked yeah. for several of my the team that have had that same situation. You know, they've come along and yeah. said, well. We'd like to spread this further. So, and that's really our passion with it. Our our culture, sorry, within yeah. my schools is that we're all really passionate about what we do, and we just want to make a difference. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you, you said you said a lot there actually, and I'll, I'll come back to some of it. I've been talking for three weeks. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> as uh, as I will say, you know, when 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 our when instructors say it's uh, it's the end, it's it's not it's not the end. It's just getting close. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to come, but um, uh, no, that, that there's a lot there, and obviously you mentioned quite a few few names there that I've had contacts with in the past, Grandmaster Sahota and a few other people. Um, but sort of coming back. It was interesting what you said about the health and fitness family, because um, my family, n- none of them <laughs> were into health and fitness. They they all thought I was weird <laughs> that I'd, yeah. I'd I'd go out running at one o'clock in the morning. Um, I'd run to work when I had a, a job in the early days. In the well, seventy seven, I started as a aircraft engineer at Rolls Royce, and I used to I used to run run to work from the middle of Bristol, skipping my lunchtime and run home. And pe- my family just thought I'd lost it. They just Absolutely, thought I lost it. Um, and um, see, that can work for you, can't it? I think if yeah. you rely that back to people, um, I don't know, maybe celebrities and whatever, people who make make it real big, like make it really rich. Yeah, there's always that story of somebody who came from nothing mm. and they to make it that that big, and they were obviously alien in some way. They're completely different to what maybe the rest of their family unit was doing. But equally, yeah. there's people who were born into that. Yes. And then they make it big because maybe because of contacts and things like that, but because they have to live up to something. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. So, I, no, I agree. Yeah, you know, there's, there's different polarities from where we can come from. Um, yeah. But I do yeah. think martial arts really unites people hugely. Well, I, I think it does. And, and it, you know, sort, sort of carrying on, on from there, I'm, I was in that position where, you know, um, I'd, I'd done four years in a really well paid job. I was an aircraft engineer, I was working on the engine for Concorde and, you know, I came home and uh, said, right, that's it. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, my dad was swearing very loud in Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody knows Jamaicans when they're swearing. They're very, very visual with their hands. Um, <laughs> and he thought I completely lost my mind. So, uh, <laughs> so, but... Um, what did he think later on when you made a success? Well, it was interesting. It, 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 the, the funny thing was my dad he wasn't very supportive for a long time my mother always was my mum said you know if you think you can do it you go for it you know I'm, I'm behind you and whatever um and actually it, you know what you said earlier it's funny because the fact that he said like I couldn't do it made me do it uh and, and made me stick at it and made me go I didn't have to say anything because all of a sudden my schools were growing I was making a living you know I, I had a you know a de- decent car and whatever all that sort of thing um, so it was obvious that I was I was going to do it. I did have hard times, by the way. I will tell you. I mean, the early I mean, eighties in martial arts, uh, particularly trying to be a, a full time martial arts instructor was quite tough. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd go up to, you know, try getting students in w- was difficult because you didn't have the social media thing, and you know, it's posters. It was a lot of legwork and that type of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I did it. And and considering. I mean, you know, you mentioned about football. I mean, football was my first love. There was there was nobody was going to tell me I wasn't going to be a professional football player, you know. And I, I had I had some I had some trials, and um, you know, I, I played a, a very high standard sort of level of football. I played county league football, which was one down from semi pro. Um, I was a uh, over overlapping fullback. I, I had a good engine. I could go back up and down that field all day. Um, so I was that that sort of wing back that they have today. Yeah. Um, and when I realised that I wasn't going to make it, I just thought, you know what, I'll do something else. Um, and I was already doing martial arts and I made the decision that that was going to be my thing. Um, you know, and that was it. So, you know, there, there, there are quite, quite a few things there. It was interesting what you said about the fitness family because my, my, my family just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> they also say, yeah, yeah, that's Ray. You know what he's like. He's a bit mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's good, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, well, so, yeah no, so my parents with their fitness, like my dad's in the gym, 
four times a week, I think now. Yeah. My mum yeah. as well. But she started playing competitive squash when I was born, which is nice. Yeah. She still plays in the leagues now. Oh, wow. Um, she's seven. Oh, I should probably shouldn't say how, but she's in her 70s. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, rem- I remember kind of leaving school, getting a job, et cetera, et cetera. And then her beating the guys that I used to go to school with yeah. in the leagues. Um, and squash is a hard game. It is, yeah. And, and she's still playing in those leagues now. Oh, so, fair play that's, yeah. that's brilliant. And Absolutely you, <laughs> Well, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's great, isn't it? And um, it's funny what you said that, because my older children, my boys or men as they are now, uh, eldest is sort of 36. I mean, he's into, I mean, they're both black belts, my older kids. They, they don't train anymore, but I, I sort of instilled that sort of lifestyle in them. And and he runs marathons all over the world. He's done New York, Boston, New Orleans. He's done all the big marathons. He's still running. Uh, you know, my, my second lad plays football. And I, I love it. I love the fact that they're in, they have a fitness, health lifestyle. So, so it's really good. And um, I'm glad that they they saw me every day going out to do something or doing push-ups in the garden and, you know, chin-ups with them on my back, you know, putting them on my back and doing chins and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I still do it to this day. I love my, I love my fitness. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, interesting what you said about as well about the martial arts school and the separate paths, because I mean, what I do now, for example, on a, on a Tuesday in, in my, one of my schools, I do, I give them the choice between doing technical stuff and doing sparring. So I have one of my black belts teaching the, the sparring so they can, you know, all the young guns are usually doing the sparring uh, and then, not all the time. Maybe some of the older ones are doing maybe maybe more of the technical stuff and things like that. Uh, whereas, as you say, you know, when you started, you did it all. You did it all. Um, you know, you got your gloves yeah. on. I remember we it. weren't allowed to enter a competition and not do all of it. Grandma, yeah. Uh, they were, yeah, you, whoever your instructor was, I think it was quite a common thing. Um, you, you know, you'd hand in your paper entry form. Yeah. Back then, um, obviously more and more of more online now, but you'd hand in your paper entry form. And if you hadn't ticked everything, the next time you looked down, your instructor had ticked everything anyway. You were doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Def- def- definitely. Well, that was the same same with us. You know, you used to come up and say, yeah, you just sign this. What is it? It's a tournament form. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sign it. <laughs> that was it. No, no choice. Just sign it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, and also the other thing as well is, I, I mean, I started. Um, I, I got, a, I mean, I was in the KGB and um, with cer- certain things, I had a few few challenges, let's say. And I actually started a business in the 90s. I started um, a cleaning business in, in Cardiff in South Wales, actually, uh, which which went really, really well. It was really good. And it was a uh, domestic cleaning, um, you know, hired a load of cleaners and got somebody to do a lot of the admin. And I was really running it from home uh, on a computer at that time. And it went really well. But I remember one day thinking, Actually, I really want to teach martial arts full time, so I stopped doing that and I sold that business. I sold that business. Uh, I got a got a good income from it because it was a really thriving business, uh, a good amount for it. Uh, and then myself and Mastro, you know, formed uh, formed Puma Martial Arts, and uh, there we go. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's strange that that sort of uh, burning desire to actually follow your passion um, and do certain things never leaves you, and. Mm. Um, you know, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. So, yeah. You know. Well, my we I, or I left the THB, if you like, only by virtue of the fact that my instructor left, which yeah, is yeah. what happens with the politics and the rubbish that goes on in martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then went through various stages and things, but but wound up ITF. You know, I sure. I remember they they left in '93, and the reason I remember was because they left six months before my black belt grading. I think it was four months before. Yeah, yeah. And I had to obviously learn this whole new thing called time wave. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, been there. It was different then to it is now. To yeah, yeah, there's yeah, talk about that forever and a day. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we we moved through the ITF, and I I went through um, competing, went mm. to national team, um, and it was there wasn't so many splits and so many groups then. So the tournament scene was very different. Like yes, you couldn't go to tournaments and have three people yeah. in a category. <laughs> like, yeah, um, you had a lot of rounds, and I. I enjoyed and I wanted, you said about splitting your classes off, I wanted to to spar because I loved the fitness aspect and I, I loved hitting bags and hitting pads. And, and if I'm honest, I loved hitting people too. Yeah. And I was, I was just like, yeah. I just, I want to fight. That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. The truth is I wasn't that good at that. Um, mm. And what I got selected for the national team for 2001 was, was patterns. 
mm. my first time out there at the Euros. Don't think anything was expected. And I came back with a, well, I won the first bronze medal of the England team. Yeah. And won their medals at that tournament. Was that was that Italy? Was that that was Rimini? Was it? Um, no, that was Rimini. I think was the Worlds that year. Oh right, okay. Think, yeah, because that was. Yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Spain. Okay, no worries. I, I, I think could be a lot of ITF competitions in Spain or Italy, though. All yeah, the, even today, like yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I fell out of love with competing. There was again yeah. political issues in martial arts got in the way. I had some decisions that went against me. Some that I felt were politically made. Sure, some that yeah. probably weren't, and some that probably were. Hmm. Um, and I vowed to not compete, and that was another key actually to some of the success of my schools because. I said, right, well, I'm not competing. So I put all that energy and all that focus into building the schools. Yeah, yeah. And um, just before my fifth degree grading, so you can imagine quite a lot of years later, I, um, what well, was 2012, I went along, I said, like, I've got my grading coming up. I'm going to need to put myself under pressure. I'll enter a tournament. Yeah. And the next tournament coming up was the national selections. Um, so I did that and I got all five judges every round through to the final and won. Um, was approached to ask to join the team, went out to the Euros again. So it was the first big, big tournament like that, um, really for sort of 10 years. And um, yeah, went all the way through to the final and lost by the smallest margin possible to oh, right. a certain unknown person. I'm sure nobody's heard of Master Suska. <laughs> I, I remember that name from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was his that was his last Euros. That was his 20th. Oh, okay. That was his 20th title. And I remember afterwards, we kind of embraced afterwards. And I said to him, you know, you're an absolute legend of the sport. Like it must of the art. It must be must be incredible. And do you know what he said? Yeah, go on. I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. I thought, for God's sake, if you're that tired, you can let me win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's a good friend now. I, I went over yeah. after that. He did the next Worlds and then he retired from competition. And I go over, I try to go every year to train with him and his instructor. Yeah. Uh, and Master Yedit comes to my gym each year. And, oh, wow. And that's great. The friendships that were built from that era of competition were, were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I first got introduced to um, uh, uh, Suska, Master Suska. Um, Actually, when we came from the the TNGB in, in two thousand, uh, he came he came I along to to our seminar, yeah, and the General Che, and uh, we were sort of um, you know doing this thing. General Che was introducing us to this sine wave system, and I, I've said this to many people because the seminar was a three day thing. We had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. I remember Friday we started this, and I was thinking, "What is this?" And I I was like, "I I just." couldn't get it and I was actually taking my supposed to take my grading my sixth degree grading on the Sunday um, under General J. I, was, I remember going to bed Friday night thinking right okay we're, we're going to do this for two days um, and then the Monday we're just going to go back to what we know and then I remember on the Sunday I was due to interview General Chase so I, I remember knocking on his door and um, saying to him, oh, sir, you know, I'd, I'd just like to do an interview with you. Zach. He said, oh, yeah, come on in. You know, he, was, he was really nice, actually. And um, I asked him a load of questions. And it was just his passion and his answers for those questions that made me think. I walked out of that room and thought, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're actually going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're going to do it the best of our ability. And I'm going to learn how to do it properly. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And it completely changed my mind. Completely changed my mind. Just What a power he had. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the, I think the first question I, I asked him, what does Taekwondo mean to you, sir? And an hour later, he was still talking about it. And I was like, that going. And the funny thing was, in my tape, it was a cassette. That tells you, I had a cassette tape. A what? Tape. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, all, for all the youngsters listening to this, you might have to Google cassette tape. Yeah. Um, but uh, pencil to wind yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Uh, not not TKD, but TDK, um, a cassette tape, and I, I was there, and it ran out, and I didn't even realize it had stopped. <laughs> it just, wow. uh, but uh, it, it was it was a fantastic you still time. Got the recordings though, do you still have? Well, I I have got the recording. I have got the recording, um, and uh, I've, I've, I've sort of kept it. And people have said to me, "Oh, you know, why don't you do this?" I said, "No, it was it was a private conversation because he said a lot of things on there that." Um, in, in the general Che way that uh, were probably, um, I don't know, wouldn't be well received, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but, you know, it, he was yeah. who he was. I, I remember that yeah. 
seminar because I wasn't there. And that's why I remember it. I I yeah. trained with him. I think it was in it was in Leicester, but I think it was 97, 98 around then. Yeah. And then he came back over for that one with me. And I, there was some reason why I couldn't make it and I was gutted. Mm. But Master Paltrich was there and he sat his yeah. fourth degree under him there. It's one of his proudest moments because that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. He holds a lot of yeah, yeah. You know, holds a lot of stature in Taekwondo, I suppose. I don't know if I don't know what yeah. the right word is, but it's it's significant. Yeah. Um, so to get that under the general, but in your own country, yeah, you know, yeah. that was uh, yeah, fair play to him as well. But yeah, and 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 that seminar is often talked about when we talk to people about the old days. So yeah, fair play to him. Well done to you guys for you know. Yeah, well, it, 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 it was quite a cue in the way because um, actually uh, another person that were there was was Laszlo Hammett. Laszlo Hammett from Hungary. Uh, uh, Yes, for yes, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. leader, isn't he? I can't remember which pattern. That, that's time. that's right. He does that, and uh, I remember taking my grading, and it was awful. It was awful. You know, I was going up when I should be going down, back when I should be going forwards, and my head was going. And I just wanted the floor to open up and swallow me up. Um, and I remember I did the grading, and I was I was quite down. I was quite down to be honest. And I remember he came up and he, he said, "Oh, you you didn't do very well." <laughs> <laughs> I just felt, I just felt like, I, I just felt like you can't do that anymore, can you? <laughs> no, I, I, I just felt like turning and hitting him actually, um, and saying, "Sorry, <laughs> I've been doing this for two days." Yeah, you know, I, I've done hip twist style since you know seventies, uh, and and I didn't do very well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's that's history. Another, another I've legend of taekwondo. He is though, you know. He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've 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 forgiven him, and um, you know, uh, I I I realised that um, you know probably from his perspective, I, I probably didn't. But looking back, actually, I thought I did really well <laughs> considering. Well, it was two days, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> considering. But um, so so moving on from there, and as I say, it's it's interesting with these conversations because you can just go on forever and ever with some of this stuff, and. Um, different different things keep keep coming into your mind but you, you mentioned about your you know your instructors and um uh you know the schools that you run and so on and obviously the the, the students i mean i i like to think that um what what i try to do is i try to empower particularly the younger students um with self-confidence you know pe- people are saying oh it's about you know fighting and about you know punching someone if they're upset you or whatever and i, I try and say look you know it, it's about trying to remain calm, assess the situation, walking away and things like that. So, um, you know, what, what what sort of things do you, do you feel the most important thing is to instill in, particularly the younger members? Exactly that in everybody. And we need, I believe, I'm really passionate about this. I really believe we as martial arts instructors have a duty to not only spread it as far and wide as we can. And I have a really clear goal personally for myself to, for yeah. my, my life, if you like, to, uh, my goal is to positively affect millions of people yeah however i can and that's what my thrust is behind growing the schools <clears throat> and now to positively affect them does teaching people to kick and punch really positively affect them not if it's just that not you know there's a million different ways of doing that it's and it's the confidence it's the discipline it's the respect now what's happened is as i believe as martial arts has become a more professional activity if you like um people have professed to be teaching that but i find that quite interesting because i i coach school owners to help grow their schools because i realized that growing my schools but how could i affect positively Mm. affect even more people well actually if i can coach other school owners and i'm fortunate to have clients now all around the uk and ireland if i can coach them to grow their schools yes and that's me having to having a uh, an increased positive effect on oh sorry on a, a positive effect on an increased number of people yeah so one of the questions i would post to them is okay so you want to maybe improve your marketing or change your communications a little bit and they're, they're saying yeah and we need to be talking about promoting confidence as an example great but how do you teach confidence what is yeah. it you do and just to make pe- the instructors and school owners think a little bit deeper of well i teach confidence because i teach taekwondo or i teach kickboxing or whatever Mm. yeah but how what is it that you're doing you're delivering so with that in mind we have so i have uh, lots of people do and i know you guys do within Mm. puma we have our four to six year old program ours is our monkeys you guys have little pumas yeah yeah. yeah. 
Um, and the the life skills have been brought in, and they've been brought into this country originally from America, and there's an American yeah, sure. idea. So I ran, I think, four different programs. Three of them were American. Yes. Before, before writing my own. Yeah. And trying to take, you know, earthquake and hurricane safety wasn't so relevant for us. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, but so we developed that system, and it's really, really structured now. So that other schools have purchased that, and they, it's really easy for school owners to run that system. But from that, actually, from teaching that younger age group, we've dragged that into our Taekwondo and our kickboxing syllabus as, as well. Um, not in a way that we would sit down and have a, as they call it, as a term, a mat chat with them necessarily. Mm. But we'll teach them, we'll, we'll take some of those lessons from the life skills that we have eight life skills included in our four to sixes. Um, so we'll take some of those lessons through and teach them in a more appropriate way. Um, and then also we build a culture within the school where we're celebrating people's successes. So, for example, you know, um, a lot of people will share something on social media, for example. So if there's any school owners that are listening, I don't know entirely who your audience is, but yeah. you know, they'll share things like little Freddie got his new belt or got a star of the week certificate or mm. whatever. Um, it frustrates me so much because what's missing from that is the, is the why and the what from that yeah. so yeah, yeah little freddie's got star of the week great well done little freddie hmm. little freddie's got star of the week because we've heard that through his confidence he's developed from taking these steps in martial arts he's now at school he's putting his hand up more and actually he's been nominated for school council and he's now going to stand up in front of his peers and make a speech in front yeah, of yeah. you know those sorts of things that's what martial arts empowers you to do hmm. Um, so to posing the question to to school owners of well how do you do that how do you how do you instill discipline in them how do you teach them respect um, you know so we all as taekwondo instructors I, I hope everybody <laughs> bows at the start and end of a cl- every class and at the start and end of working with partner <clears throat> do the instructors actually take the time to explain to the younger members why why do we bow. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a mark yeah. of respect, isn't it? It comes, you know, it comes across yeah. from the more Eastern traditions, but it's a mark of respect to them. That, that's the primary reason. Mm. What does respect mean? You know, and how much further do we go with teaching these things within the class? None of us want to make our Taekwondo lessons or whatever martial art it is into a theory lesson of just mm. talking. Yeah. And most people who love martial arts and passionate about it aren't necessarily audible learners anyway. A lot of them are visual. Visual, yeah. yeah. So we can't necessarily just talk about it. We need to talk about it, but then we need to show that in physical ways. Yeah, sure. Um, so just delving deeper with those students a little bit and and taking as much as giving them real life examples, taking their real life examples when they have an issue or being that safe person that they can come and talk to you about as their instructor and saying, look, I'm having an issue with a kid at school who's doing this. Mm. We're in a in a privileged position that we can really not just inspire but educate these kids so i've got <laughs> i've got one as an example and he sent me actually i've got several but yeah. <laughs> two in particular sent me messages on the club's 20th anniversary um both of those kids i'm going to call them started training with me pretty much on their fourth birthday yeah one of them is a full-time martial arts instructor employed by me full-time yeah. and that's all he's wanted to do and that is what he does yeah and the other one also works for us but he's off at university as well so he's doing a bit of both but what they said within their messages each of them actually quite choked me up if i'm honest but and what their parents have said to us as well is that we've had such an influence over them because yes you go to school and you can have a really influential teacher and i'm sure lots of your listeners will have a teacher who you remember when you think back to your school as you remember them whether it be for good or for bad, but yeah. hopefully somebody who's inspired you in some way. Yes, definitely. Whether it's what we spoke about earlier, you know, through challenging you of, well, you can't do that, or through praising you of, you know, yeah. and really supporting you. We have a teacher that we can remember, but we're at, okay, I, I was in three-tier when I went to school, but now it's two-tier. So we're at primary school for, what, six six years, is it? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And secondary school, about the same. But we have students who... Okay, they're not in the class every day, but they're in there at least two times a week, and it's on a on a on a more personal level, I believe. Yes, um, and they can be with us for twenty plus years. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And influence, and in fact, I know some of your students who you have influence of that over the Whitlock, yeah. for example. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. They again started with me when they were, um, you know, uh, six, seven. Um, I've got students who have been with me for thirty years. Um, yeah, st- still, yeah, because they're fan- the ones I know of are fantastic yeah. martial artists. But we have, we have the so it's our response, it's our duty hmm. to yeah. actually responsibly teach them more than yes. just how to kick and punch. And in yeah. fact, if you just teach them kick and punch, I don't think they'd stay with you for thirty years. No, no. No, 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 I, I completely well I concur with all of that. And I, and I think I think there has to be that um I, I want to call it respect, but but actually I'd go stronger than that. I'd call it a I'd call it a love, you know, in, in, in the right way. <laughs> call, yeah, we refer to our club as a family, you know. Yeah, yeah. It it is. And and you know, when when I meet with those those people, those people that have been with me for such a long time, I, I do feel, you know, I often I often um, joke with some of the students of theirs, and I say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm your taekwondo granddad. You know, I taught I taught your dad. You know, and stuff like that. And so, so I I call it that. I'm old I'm old enough to be one now, but I call it that. And and I, I genuinely mean it because actually, I, I do have um, that that real feelings for the for the people. Well, all of my people, I, I want them to be the best version of them that they can be. Um, and I truly want them to be the best version of them that they can be. One hundred percent. And it and it really the martial arts can, with all the talk of mental health and stuff that's out there now, which is all positive that it's more open and out there. Yeah. It really can be a safe space mm-hmm. for students as well as instructors. Yes. So in um, twenty end of twenty thirteen, I um, pretty much lost everything. I, yes. I, um, moved out of the family home that I lived in and um, I had nowhere to nowhere to live um I was too stubborn to go to my parents who who did offer that yeah um, and I lived and slept in my in my gym because that was yes. what I had for yeah. just over three months before mm-hmm. I was able to go and get somewhere to to rent and stay in um but I never wanted anyone to know that um, yeah. so we'd have early morning fitness classes that came in at six in the morning. So I'd be up at five so that I was or up before five and gone at five so that I was yeah. definitely gone before the instructor came in to take that. So they wouldn't know I was sleeping under my desk in the office. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I pretty much lost everything except the club, but yeah. some of the closest students and senior grades knew that there was stuff going on mm. from the rest of the club. It was almost like a meditation because when I delivered the classes, I was just there with just the students yeah, in a yeah. different in a different place, a different zone, and it was my yeah. happy place. And that, so as well as martial arts being the thing I would credit, one of the things I would credit to being hopefully relatively successful and achieving what I want to achieve and helping others, it's as cheesy as it might sound, it, it also saved me because that could have gone really, that situation for me mm. could have gone really, really south. But having that family, that community, that responsibility of people, and that you could look at that as a student or as an instructor, yeah, that's what really kept me going, and that's what got me through that period yeah. of my life. Um, so I, I genuinely believe it's a it's a vehicle for for anybody actually, yeah, um, yeah. but really is a vehicle for success as well if that's what people want. Well, no, that, that's excellent, and you, you said some fantastic things there. Um, and you know, I hope those uh, instructors that are listening, because um, I know you know quite a few of mine do, and some of the students just take a little bit from that because um, it, it does mean so much. And you know, when when, when you're a uh, a teacher of say you know martial arts, well, you're actually much more than that. You know, uh, you're a counselor, as we know. You yeah. know, uh, not just a teacher, but a, a counselor sometimes. Sometimes you have to be a mum or a dad as well <laughs> um, on yeah. certain occasions. You know, I've said to people that, um, you know, I've had students come to me um, when they've been in trouble, for example, in some kind of trouble. Uh, they didn't want to tell their parents. So they've told me uh, for me to tell their parents. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that a huge mm. amount of responsibility. And I do take it very seriously. Um, but I love the fact that they they trust me enough to confide in me. Indeed, and it it's also a reason why we should only strive to make martial arts more and more professional because yeah. having the proper procedures and processes and things in place, and resources in place for when those situations occur um, and being able to guide people in the right direction because, you know, we learn what's handed down from our instructors in martial arts. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. 
there are instructor training courses out there. I've written one with a friend of mine who coaches as well, who's from different martial arts background, mm. um, which is the Martial Art Instructor University, which is out there, and people can mm. purchase that to train as instructors. But this stuff, we just learn really what's handed down. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's important that as professional schools, we do it properly because sadly there has been incidences of people not doing it properly and things going wrong yeah um, and it's a, it's a huge responsibility it's, it's kids it's, and they're yeah. they're the next generation you know yeah uh i mean you know th- thanks for that. I, I, I appreciate your insights on that um the other, the other thing i want to sort of sort of mention on that is that the difference now in say martial arts uh, from the 70s to now is how more, much more inclusive and i know i was talking to you uh off audio about my my new over 60s class uh that i'm quite excited about um uh, you know uh, starting which i'm starting very very soon um and the fact that you know when, when i started it was basically young lads you know we, we all wanted to just fight and hit each other really and we've been watching uh bruce lee and we wanted to jump over things and kick things um and, and that was it but now uh you know probably like yourself my youngest student is four uh my oldest student is well over 60 well nearly 70 actually um and also the, the listeners to this podcast will know that um you know i grade a, a group of ladies in stroud called the tough old birds um and, and they're, yeah they they chose the name they're all in their 70s and 80s the eldest one is 84 and um it, it, it's changed their life so i i like the the fact that it's inclusive i don't i don't know whether you know you have um uh different classes like that or you're thinking of doing that in the future yeah, we do ladies only, and we're mm. looking at introducing a men's only. Yeah, which a client of mine's recently done with massive success. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously we have them split down by ages, by sure grade groups as well. Um, so yeah, we do the ladies only kickboxing is what mm. we do for them. Um, mm. And then obviously we're, because we have the gym, the full time gym, we have fitness classes as well. So yeah, there's there's definitely something for everyone. Yeah, and um, we don't, and um, we do family classes as well as the split age groups um and adult only but the um the i don't know i don't know the politically correct phraseology for it let's just stick with over 60s uh, that's not yeah. something that, <laughs> mature 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 i i am i am i am although i i i profess to be i'm actually a lot older i have to i do lie about my age people think i'm over 60 but i'm much younger than that um so uh i think it's called more mature students <laughs> <laughs> well anyway those classes yeah uh, i think that's fantastic that you're doing that and it will it will change people's lives and i wish you all the best with it because thank you like i say it's about affecting people positively isn't it and yeah yeah and that can happen at any stage i remember having a kid join he's hmm. quite severely autistic he's hmm. um and his grandmother joined with him she sadly stopped but she was in her 60s then yeah she yeah. joined our our standard family class oh wow, um, yeah and we just kind of had to say, well, just do what you can. Yeah. She loved it. She has stopped now. But actually, the grandkid that she inspired by being there with him and supporting him, he's one of our black belts. He's carried on. He's 18 years old now. Oh, wow. And yeah. I'm still training. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the effect you will have on those those people that you're training will be phenomenal. That's yeah, really de- cool. Definitely. Well, um, what, what I, the other thing I'd like, I'd like to actually go away from martial arts in a way. Uh, I know we, we we were sort of talking off audio, and I was telling you about my my passion for guitars and the fact that I can't stop buying the things. Um, I'm also passionate about motorbikes as motorbikes as well. I, I like my motorbikes, and uh, I've got a few at the moment. Um, but I, I always like to ask people what they do when they're not doing uh, martial arts or teaching, and that's quite difficult because my life is consumed with martial arts and teaching. So sometimes uh, I'm, I'm lucky, see, because I, I go to bed quite early and I get get up at a ridiculous time. So I do my training, my guitar playing, my harmonica uh, in the morning um, before before anyone else is up. Yeah, I like to play the harmonica as well. So I'm just asking you, you know, what are the passions you have really? Um, there's been there's been a few but when i'm not teaching martial arts i'm teaching martial arts school owners so all right <laughs> okay that's no, fine no, that's on the work side but we um so uh just before lockdown actually um yeah. me and uh he's a partner in one of our clubs so again it still relates to, to martial yeah, arts, martial arts. My, my best mate but he um he and i said do you know what we've both been competitive athletes um mm. all our lives um, so he started martial arts a little bit later, but he was he was a very good rugby player in his in his younger mm. days. Um, and 
I said, I want to do, we both love sport, but we're going to try not to compete. And we took up golf. All oh, right. Oh, dear. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're really on. But that, and that has become... No, I was, I was thinking about saying you're not going to compete. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but we've been all right. We've done all right on it, actually. Well, yeah. Our wives don't actually believe us, but we've done okay. <laughs> we I, I do love golf, by the way. Yeah, I, I actually love golf. I actually moved house and moved next to a golf course, oh, uh, a, go- a golf play. school. Yeah, so that I could play golf. And in the end, I had to stop myself doing it because I, I knew I would... Con- because when I was an engineer, we used to come off of nights and all go and play golf. But go on, sorry. Fantastic. No, no, that's yeah. great. We should, yeah, we should play sometime. So we yeah. um, we on a Wednesday morning, we do 18 holes, and that is a complete non-negotiable in diary. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do every Wednesday. Um, and of, and then he, I, and another lad do nine holes early, early on a Friday morning. So I'm back in the office at nine o'clock, you know, ready to go. So we've taken up that. And the physical training over the years, so I've been 32 years, I've been doing martial yeah. arts and I still am. Yeah. But it does take a toll on, yeah. on your body. You can't do it at the same level and whatever. Yes. So um, I'm very fortunate that we now have a swimming pool, a uh, hydro swimming pool though. So it's like a running machine. Oh, you wow. Yeah. What about you? And you just swim into it. Yeah. So I've been more recently, I've been doing a lot of swimming. Um, and I've always kept up with my weight training and stuff anyway. So really, to be honest, it's physical activity that just gets yeah, me going. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's reduced the impact a bit, doing the swimming. Yeah. Um, doing the golf is probably destroying my shoulders and my back. I don't know. But <laughs> and yeah. we, literally, we get on that first tee and sort of say, breathe out a big sigh and all the stress disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty – well, the, 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 the thing – I mean, I have mentioned it on this podcast. I did do a little um, – uh, a small podcast on it, but the thing that I found – Apart from, I did take up cycling for for some time, uh, and I didn't mind it. But actually, what I do now, which my students will, will know, is I do um, hit sessions on a mini trampoline, and I love it. It Fantastic. takes away it takes away all the impact. I, I have one here, and I do that a few times a week. And um, <laughs> I actually I actually do it out in the, sometimes do it out in the garden, and I have people walking past thinking, what is he doing? <laughs> but I, I actually don't care, but I actually love it. I think it's fantastic exercise on the trampoline, just yeah, doing some, um, yeah, just doing some hit sessions. Yeah, the thing that I have to say I do, because this is my absolute way above everything else, um, love, is that I have four children. Yes. But my, yeah. my youngest, um, my boy, is, so three girls and then a boy, and my youngest boy is only, he's only six years old. The girls yeah. are older now. Um, he's only six years old. Um, so... And I have a beautiful wife. So me and my wife and, and him doing things together yeah. is above all. I'd, I'd even move golf for it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but that's my main passion is seeing him. And he's a real, uh, I think people are going to think I've pushed him and I really haven't. Yeah. He's a real sportsman. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, it's a bit of an issue in that we just cannot get him around to all the clubs. I know lots of parents say similar things. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely flying with his martial arts. I mean, he's... He's mm. very strong, but he's got his mum's hypermobility as well, so he's super flexible. So he's built yeah, yeah. for it. Uh, he's playing rugby, football, tennis. Oh wow! And he's just yeah, he's doing everything and um, yeah. and swimming. He's a good swimmer as well. So yeah. just seeing him do his thing is my my new biggest passion, really. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, we're we're sort of coming to the to the end of this, um, and. I'll, I'll say that I have another 20 questions for you. So unfortunately, you're going to have to come back and do this again sometime. Uh, I'll, to, yeah. I'll, I'll get through the other questions. But it's been a, it's been a real pleasure uh, chatting to you. And, um, you know, I really hope that people can take some insights from this. And I think, you know, both, I mean, your passion and my passion for what we do will come over in this because, you know, it, it is it is a, uh, something that, you know, uh, we, we do as a, I often say to people, people say, oh, you know, what do you do for a job? And I say, well, I haven't got a, a job. I got a passion because, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, I never want to retire. And ne- I say to people, I, I'm never retiring. You know, I'll get to 95 and I might slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, I'll keep going because I've got nothing to get away from. Um, and, and that's the thing. So and what I will say to you as well, I would like to say is that, strangely being in this world which is relatively small niche world we've never mm. really come across each other that much until more recently with yeah the humor competitions and things yeah um, but i've always seen you there i've always seen you there kind of on the on the radar and um, sure. and what you've done and what you've created within puma and 
one of the things it did was, is is inspirational. But I um I remember I went down to the f- the first for me Puma competition. Yeah, came back and I said to the team, they're the competitions we want to attend because mm. there was little things, and I always find it's the little things that make the difference. There was little things um that made the whole culture and everybody there was so nice, so friendly. Although it was competitive and it was yeah, yeah. definitely competitive. It was nice and it was, the, for me, the right culture, the way martial arts should be. Um, oh, and, and one of the little things that I really respected was that you and Master O were stood there at the door welcoming everybody. Oh. You know, in the days of old, I know that yeah. <laughs> I being at competitions and they would stop us mid-round so that we won't name names, but so that the head yeah. honchos could walk in, walk in, yeah, yeah, sit down, <laughs> and then we'd carry on. And I'm like, I'm a minute into two minutes of trying to beat this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> But, um, so but yeah, seeing you guys, the way you ran that that run that and mm. the way you were and, and having you kind of on the radar has been it's been a really big thing for me. It's been a really good thing. So you might not know it, but you've, oh, uh, you. you've inspired <laughs> an influence there as well. So thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that. I really do. And, um, you know, it's something that myself and Master are really passionate about, the fact that, you know, we need to be there uh, and we need to have, you know, the the – welcoming faces in and, and smile and you know um you know i often say to parents and they all say oh can you take a picture i said it'd be my pleasure i said uh, if you allow me to yes i will <laughs> so <laughs> I th- I, well i think that's the way it be is it's, it's a mutual respect isn't it you know it is and um, also but you guys are very real in that there's a lot of martial arts instructors there's a lot of and there shouldn't be because it's what the opposite of what martial art teaches but there's a lot of ego around martial arts sometimes yes yeah yeah whereas yeah. you guys are, are real you laugh at yourselves as well. And that's a that's yeah. a big skill that any martial arts instructor, I believe, needs to have because none of us are perfect. We all mess no. up. We all throw yeah. a kick and fall on our ass. <laughs> yeah. You know, opening night and whatever. Good luck yeah, to the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to laugh at yourself and be real yeah, and also hold that position of leadership that you hold is is the way it should be in my view so yeah you're a leader yeah. in that way you're a leader of leaders in that way for me well no, th- thank you very thank you very much i, I appreciate that and um you know hopefully our, our paths will, will uh, cross a bit more in the future yeah. i'm hope and um you know go out and have a chat and so on but i'd, I'd love to have you back on the the podcast you know hear about your, your schools how they're going and so on anybody listen to this if you want to uh connect uh with mr tom nicholson then we'll put some bits and pieces in the show notes um about maybe some of the things he's involved with so do take advantage of it as i said i hope it has come through i'm sure it has his passion for what he does and um you know just just take advantage and uh go along have a look have a try but uh, thank you very much for that if you can hang, hang around for a bit i'll, I'll chat to you some more if you like so those yeah. that are listening thank you very much for listening to me the dark master and mr tom nicholson uh you've been listening to the living martial arts podcast and we'll catch up with you very soon thank you mm-hmm.